Release date August 27th. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two of TBD Sportscast. With yours truly, I'm Joey. And I'm Mason. We're so glad to have you back for season two. This episode is entitled Looking to the Future. We're going to be taking some way too early conference picks, looking at some Final Four, Heisman National Championship, you name it, we're looking at it. We're also going to be talking about the game of the week because officially this Saturday, college football is back. All Which right? is crazy to think about. Oh, yeah. It's been a long, what, eight months since the Natty? I, I don't even know. I lost count after two. Heck yeah, but we're <laughs> glad to be back. We're glad to be back with you guys. All right, so first up, conference picks. So who do you think, Joey? You being the ACC guy, who's going to win the ACC? Who's going to win? Uh, I, I, I'm i pretty sure Clemson's going to win it. But when it comes down to the top two, I mean, Clemson and it really comes down to either Miami or UNC, but I think UNC comes down as number two. I agree, especially with Sam Howell at quarterback and all the guys they picked up and all the guys that are coming up that, you know, were honestly on the bench last year. I think that we're going to see a big change at UNC. Yeah, I mean, they, they have a great wideout selection. Uh, their running backs, of course, went through uh, through the draft, which kind of stinks for them. But, you know, uh, with their with their coaching staff, I'm sure it's not going to make much of a difference uh their defense is pretty solid maybe not to the level as Clemson but definitely better than Miami uh Miami being a more offensive team so yeah yeah and I definitely gotta agree with you there I mean I definitely think Clemson picks this one out and that's definitely my pick but UNC I think that they definitely have the edge over Miami but with Miami and UNC you definitely have two huge quarterbacks in Derek King at Miami and Sam Howell at UNC but really just comes down to who can or who has the most weapons right Mm -hmm. like for example in boston college you can't just depend on jerkovic yeah to get the win i mean we talked about that last year against notre dame like you know they figured out you stop jerkovic you stop boston college stop boston college yeah so if if you know their defense was good but it wasn't you know it was just jerkovic definitely definitely and so when we look at it between miami and between UNC, who has the more weapons, right? And I would definitely say that it's it's UNC. And so with that, I think the ACC championship comes down to Clemson and UNC, but with Clemson having Uyagalale, Justin Ross back in, you know, a fire defense with Skalski and Nolan Turner, I really think that it's just going to come down to Clemson winning the whole thing in the ACC. Yeah, man, and I mean, it, it really comes down to, like you said, UNC or Miami. I, I really do think that UNC is a really good team. They're definitely a dark horse team. I don't expect them to win at all, but they're definitely a team that could up- upset Clemson. I'm not going to say they're not, they can't, but yeah, I don't know if they will, but they definitely have a chance. Absolutely. And so now when we come into the Big Ten, we have kind of a similar you know, idea here in that there's obviously one overlying team that's probably going to win it all coming down in Ohio State. Do yeah. I like Ohio State? No. But do I think they're going to win the whole thing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I. It's going to be Ohio State and then who Who knows? I'm guessing you know, Indiana. Or, yeah. I mean, 
it, it could be Indiana or it could be I mean, not it can't be Wisconsin because they're the same same division as yeah. Ohio State. But I mean, it with how the quarterback position is looking for Ohio State, I'm not too sh- I'm not 100% confident in Ohio State. I've never been 100% confident in Ohio yeah. State to be completely honest. But uh I mean, I see I see Wisconsin having a, a chance in that uh, area. Um Michigan with all the talks, they say that they have a chance at it. I don't have that belief in it, but you know, I'll give them the credit. They have that kind of belief and that's awesome. But really it comes yeah. down to Ohio State and Wisconsin in that division, but I think if I had to choose, I'm honestly going to say Wisconsin. I I can't I can't agree with that. And I've been saying a lot with Ohio State like they definitely don't deserve to be at fourth. I think that they're a really young team. Yeah. You know, they have C.J. Stroud, but that's just not enough. I mean, they still got Olave and they got Garrett Wilson, and I got both of them on my college fantasy team, but it's still not enough for me to say that, yes, you deserve to be in the top four. And I think the AP poll definitely had some bias there, especially being above Georgia, and that is a personal bone to pick, obviously, but I think we can both agree that there's no way that Ohio State should be in the top four. I mean, that – that's a subject to come up later, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't really see Georgia being underneath Ohio State at least at this point in time. Just maybe later on, on in the season. Yeah, and just solely based on the amount of talent at both schools. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, when it when it comes down to it, yeah, Georgia has more talent than Ohio State. But I mean, with what you're saying, are you saying that Wisconsin could overcome Ohio State? I think I think Wisconsin could overcome them. And to be fair, like, I, yeah, I'm glad that Michigan fans have some faith in their team, but I still don't see Michigan coming out with that win. Yeah, no. And also, too, when it really comes down to it, I just I mean, I really wish that Michigan could beat Ohio State just once, just once. And, you know, I really think that if they could do it any year, this would probably be the year to do it, especially since Justin Fields is gone and they don't really have a really really good defense anymore yeah like they got a really good wide receiving core but that's not enough i think that this is the year that michigan could do it but um moving on now to the pac 12 which is the last team in the in the new alliance that was just announced yes it so, is uh the pac 12 i mean you got you got teams like oregon arizona state arizona Wa- uh, washington yeah uh teams like that and honestly all i gotta say is oregon I don't even have a second. So if you guys haven't heard this past Tuesday at two o'clock, the ACC, Big Ten and Pac-12 all announced that they would be having an alliance. And it's not like they're making a super conference. It's just that they're coming together and basically putting each other on each other's schools. So we're going to get matchups like Clemson versus Oregon versus big or this is Big Ten schools like Ohio State and Wisconsin and Miami versus, um, you know, like Penn USC, State. Penn State, all dude. I mean, crazy matchups, mm-hmm. dude. So what do you th- I mean? Yeah, I mean, for for the whole alliance thing, uh, we'll just touch up on this real quick. I mean, the whole alliance thing I really like. And I know uh, earlier you were saying that, like, even though this whole alliance thing is happening, like it's not going to really uh, help them compete with the SEC and stuff. But all I got to really say is like, would you rather, you know, like the toughest you're looking at a, a top five scenario, top six in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, would you put a team 
who, you know, Missouri is their best matchup on their schedule? Yeah. Or would you put, you know, UNC versus, you know, um, Washington or Oregon? Yeah, and that's what I really do like about this alliance. So let's look at, like, Ohio State 2020, right? So who was, like, the toughest teams on their schedule? Indiana was the toughest game that they played. Penn and I mean, State. Yeah, and they play, but then they also play teams like Rutgers and Nebraska and struggle wind against them, right? So now if, you know, you have like Ohio State versus Miami, Ohio State versus UNC, Clemson, any of these like or Oregon, USC. I mean, you have these big matchups that, you know, if they actually would have won a game like that last year or made a couple games would have had an even better argument for being yeah. in, the, in the top four last year. And, and like I told you, when the, the rumors were coming together that, about the alliance and stuff like that, it just creates more opportunities for all the teams within those conferences. So it kind of shuts down the whole, they have no competition. I mean, the ACC and the big, the big 10 and the back pac 12, all three of the conferences have heard that uh, kind of judgment by not only uh, the committee, but um, people outside of those con- fans from outside of those conferences arguing that they don't have a tough schedule and stuff like that. Well, this kind of fixes that for you. I mean, the SEC is becoming tougher. Unfortunately, the Big 12, not so much, but it come in 2025. But I mean, this creates a bigger, you know, playing area for the playoffs, uh, more opportunities and, you know, with this, I can understand them possibly expanding to a, a, a team, a team playoff, but that's not the point. Yeah. Uh, so for the Pac-12, yeah, Pac-12, moving on. Yeah, like uh, the Pac-12, like I said, I I, see, I only see Oregon. I don't really see a second place team here. I mean, if anything, it's unfortunately Southern Cal, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only two teams that I could see winning out the Pac-12 is usc or oregon that's that's really it and honestly when i look at it and i look at who they've got and oregon's just got that defense and i'm i i gotta go with oregon to win the pac-12 this year i mean they won it last year against usc and i think they're gonna do it again this year yeah and oregon's got the uniforms so i mean (laughs) definitely (laughs) but uh the next conference up is the unfortunate big 12 uh they still got texas and oklahoma in there as of right now uh until 2025 and due to that i really see it coming down to texas or oklahoma i don't see oklahoma state becoming a competitor i don't see west virginia becoming a competitor this season Uh, i do think they're going to be good teams but uh when it comes down to it i think oklahoma will just come over top of texas uh iowa state will be third in that conference and that's just the unfortunate news. Yeah, but I think personally, you know, with Iowa State, you know, being such a huge Iowa intent- State put a good competition in and, last year. And Iowa State beat Oklahoma in the first game last year and they should have beat them in the, in the Big 12 championship, championship. Yeah. and they didn't get to because of a lot of missed ref calls. And I don't care what Oklahoma fans say, y'all should not have won that game. Yeah. With Brees Hall in there and that defense, y'all should not have won that game. So really, I think the final two in the Big 12 comes down to Oklahoma and Iowa State again. Yeah, and honestly, now thinking about it, um, yeah, I'm changing my final two to Iowa State and Oklahoma. I think Texas um, has a good shot at it with Sarkeesian at coach. And, yeah. you know, I talked to some football players here at Western Carolina the other day, and one of them had a really good quote. And, you know, he said, it's all about the captain that runs your ship. Exactly. And I think that that's a very, very true thing, especially, you know, with Sark being out at Texas, and I think he's going to turn the program around for sure, but I'm just not sure that this is the year. I think they'll definitely be a top 15 team, but, you know, I'm just not sure. Like, yeah, so we have Texas in our top, in our TBD top 25 at seven. 
So, I mean, we definitely think that they're a top 15, top 10 team. But, you know, I don't think that they're better than Iowa State. And that's just me personal. So, I mean, but to win the whole thing, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm going to put my the, my eggs in the Iowa State basket to win. I mean, yeah. And kind of digging into that, it, it depends on the captain who's running the ship. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Oklahoma fans, but um, Lincoln Riley is a great coach. But if you really look at it, the people like the quarterback position has been what determines if your team is make or break that's for true. the past few years going back till um, Baker Mayfield. So and that's just what it comes down to. Y'all rely a lot on what the quarterback does in the offense. The defense has not stepped up and we'll go into that a little bit deeper later. But the SEC is Let's the next go. conference. Um, I don't really care much about this conference, so Mason, you start off. Yeah, and for those of you guys just joining us on this season, I am definitely a huge Georgia fan, and I am the kind of SEC guy on this podcast. Joey's a big Clemson fan, big ACC guy, and of course, you know, with the big matchup in week one, Georgia versus Clemson, we'll definitely be talking about that, but let's talk about the SEC East versus West. So first off, we got SEC East. I think even with a loss against Clemson, uh, Georgia will still come out and win and win the East if they can I mean, win. Even out. if they lose to Clemson, it doesn't affect your conference standing. Yeah, no. Also, um, I think the East, somebody or the West, somebody put up the other day that they had Texas A and M winning the East, Ole Miss in second, and Alabama in third. And I gotta say, what are you thinking? Because no. Texas A&M will not win the or win the West. I think Alabama wins the West. I think Georgia wins the East. I think if there's any year that Georgia could beat Alabama, once all of our players get healthy, I think it's this year. So you know, of course, you know Nick Saban. You know we've talked about is like you know the god of coaching, um, but still I think that Georgia some can do it. You can't fix. <laughs> yeah, I think that the Georgia comes out and wins it this year. I think that I think Kirby Smart is going to be the first coach to the first like Nick Saban assistant to beat to be Nick Saban. Now, um, the only thing I have to say, so first of all, my top two is kind of tough, but yeah, I I would also say Georgia and Alabama. Only reason I say it's tough is because there are some teams on the come up that I would like to see up there. Missouri, but, I mean, Kentucky. Really, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is my favorite. Ole my, Miss is my favorite to watch. They're my favorite um, team to win the, the West, yeah. not counting in Alabama. Yeah. If there's any team that's going to win it, it's not Bama. It's going to be Ole Miss. And I, normally, I mean, Lane Kiffin, he is turning the program around. Matt Corral, number three quarterback in the nation. Yeah. So I think that if anybody team could do it in the West, it's going to be Ole Miss. I mean, and you know, really, I mean, possibly, possibly. We could see a Georgia Ole Miss conference championship. Very slight chance. But, yeah, I mean, possibly. It, uh, that's what I would want to watch. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, also another team that looks – somewhat promising and i hate to say this but lsu yeah um lsu does look kind of promising do i think they they have a be- better chance than ole miss definitely not but um yeah alabama georgia um unfortunate but that's just what it comes down to my whole thing about the winner of it is can kirby smart figure out in his head not to play to not lose yeah can and he play a 60 minute game can he play the entire game you know can yeah. we not just give up after halftime and try to coast can we play the entire game so it, the game comes down to that uh but even yeah the game comes down to that yeah. i think georgia will win it because you know georgia's defense against 
the very fresh Alabama offense. I yeah. just don't think it turns out very well for Alabama. I, don't, I think it's going to be a close game, but I don't think it's going to turn out very well for Alabama this season. Yeah, we will definitely see. But moving on into the next way too early pick, we're going for our final four. This is the final four that we think is going to be in the playoffs. So, Joey, let's go from four to one. Now, we actually do have different opinions on this, even though we did already release our top 25 on Instagram. If you're not already following that, it is at TBD underscore sportscast. Again, at TBD underscore sportscast. Uh, That is our Instagram. And then Facebook, of course, TBD sportscast. Um, But... Yeah, our final four is actually kind of different. We just, with yeah. our top 25, we kind of uh, averaged it out, basically. But we'll go into that a little bit deeper when we go into our explanation. Definitely. But, uh, so we're going to go four, four, three, three, yeah, two, two, one, one. All right, so my number four, honestly, um, I hate to say it, but I... I I would say Oklahoma. I just don't have much trust in it. And again, yeah. Iowa State and Texas look awesome this year. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, they also have to face West Virginia, who I know I said isn't going to be that great, but they're yeah. going to have a decent season. And uh, Oklahoma State. So who is missing Chuba Hubbard? Uh, I'm going number four, Iowa State. I think if they can beat Oklahoma in the conference championship and then go undefeated whole season, or maybe even have one loss, but beat Oklahoma in the, ch- in the championship, I think that they can make the playoffs. I I definitely like that idea. I mean, I just think that Oklahoma comes out of it. Like, if both teams were one loss, yeah. uh, I think Oklahoma comes out of it just because of their difficulty of schedule. Uh, number three, why don't you go first this time? Who do you got at number three? Number three is a really difficult one. I'm probably going to put Alabama. I don't know. I'm not confident in their season. Like we talked about young defense, young offense, not a lot of running game talent with the loss of Najee Harris. So we'll see. But yeah, I really, I really think that Alabama is going to be at three. Uh, so (laughs) this is going to kind of uh, contradict what I said about the SEC championship because really number three and number I think number three and number one uh, matters about well one to three matters about who wins the SEC championship who loses yeah. it uh, and how it's won because me and Joey are under the firm belief that it does not matter conference when it comes to the final four it doesn't matter having like you know one conference or one team from each conference if you're good enough to be in the top four, you should be in the top four, and that's that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you have three SEC teams, three ACC teams, three, you know, like Big Ten, Pac-12, whatever, if you're have, if you a good enough team to be in the top 12 or the top four, you should be in the top four. And I know that's not how the college football playoffs actually runs, but that's how we run our show. Yeah. We don't, we don't go by, you know, bias and how they, you know, just popularity. We go by... This is how it should be run, but we know it doesn't work out that way. But like I said, one through three kind of de- is determined by, you know, how the SEC championship turns out. Uh, and honestly, um, just so I don't contradict what I said about the SEC, I'll have Alabama number three. Mm-hmm. Um uh, only because, again, I said Georgia would come out on top. Yeah. But, of course, if Georgia plays safe, Georgia's going to be number three. They're going to lose that game if they decide to play safe after taking a lead. But Alabama number three, I agree with you there. Um, 
But on to number two. Uh, the, I'm pretty sure we have different opinions on number two. But we kind of came to an average consensus on top 25. Number two, I'm actually going to change it up. And I'm going to actually put Clemson. Wow. I'm going to put Clemson only because I love my guys. But I hate starting out number one. <laughs> because if you actually look at it, whenever Clemson starts out number one, they never do good. Nice. Like they, at least, because when you get put number one, you have so much on your back at that point yeah. because you're like, you're supposed to be the best team ever. And yeah, I have them at number two only because, you know, there is some things that we got to figure out. You know, we got to find out if our offense is going to be productive. We know our defense is going to be great. That's the only thing that's keeping me from, you know, like I want to put them number one, but our offense is just like Alabama's. We're starting fresh. Can we turn it? Can we turn it around? Heck yeah, we got some great players, but that I just got them number two. I, I don't really know how else better to explain it. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's really hard because there's so many different ways you can look at this. But I think ultimately, and I hate sounding biased, but I think ultimately I'm gonna have to go Clemson at two as well, but yeah. for a different reason. I think that let's say Georgia wins. And then they win out. They're a twelve and zero team going into the and going into the playoffs. All right. So if that's the case, then that's fine. We 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 can be a number one. Uh, if the if we lose to Clemson and still win out, I think that we have a harder strength of schedule. One playing in the SEC, and two just the the amount of teams that we play at the level that we play at. And not to say, not calling Clemson a cupcake or anything, just saying that there's a lot of teams in the ACC that are still rebuilding and mm-hmm. are still getting up there, but the SEC is, is further along in rebuilding and the teams that we have to play regular season. So I'm going to go Clemson at number two and go ahead and say Georgia at number one for the literally the reason of strength of schedule. Yeah, my number one is North Carolina. No, I'm just kidding. My, norm, my number one is going to be Georgia. But uh, one thing you said that I kind of don't – so. That exact reason is why I said the SEC championship uh, determines one through three because, again, if Georgia beats Clemson and wins out, yeah, they're going to be number one. If Georgia loses to Clemson, then it's kind of a whole different story because then Georgia has to win the SEC championship, you know, or Georgia beats Clemson and then they lose the SEC championship. You know, they're still a great team. They're losing to two great teams. But my only thing is when you said if Georgia beats Clemson – like, just imagine this, right? So Georgia beats Clemson but loses the SEC championship. Now, if Clemson loses to Georgia that first game but beats UNC in the ACC championship, that's a solid team to give Clemson number one in that occasion. Yeah. Not not saying, again, I have Clemson number two, yeah, Georgia and that's number if one. We but lose, and that's if we win against Shaw but lose the SEC championship. Like, this, this rivalry, which is a great rivalry, but um, just for this year alone, like, it's – it just causes so much drama before the season yeah. starts because it's like, well, this could happen and this and, could happen. And that's and this. the thing with this year is like we've never had it in recent years where we have, you know, when last time Georgia and Clemson played, both teams were not ranked that high. No, we I'm had, not even sure we Clemson had, was ranked in 2014. We were. We were I, I can't remember exactly, but, but we were not top, top. It was not top 10. It was no, like 20, we were top was top 12 or something. We were top 12 and we had Cole Stout originally as yeah. – the starter, but Deshaun Watson was the backup, and Deshaun ended up going in for a little bit, but not a lot because we didn't want to break him. 
Yeah, and so, I mean, I still technically see Georgia as a top four team, and I know you do too, but whatever. So it's a top five matchup, though, because Clemson's at three, Georgia's at five. But when we look at this, like, when was the last time in a while that, like, Georgia and Clemson have started first game of the season, both in the top five? Like, this is why I this is... I don't think ever. This is why this is so intense, and this is why there's so much talk about this one game, because the college football playoff will look at it, whoever loses and say, okay, well, is this like a... Should we take this into consideration? Because this that's a huge game, super early season. But what's crazy, though, is I feel like it's so early, and both teams are so good, like... They'll probably both win out their the rest of their season. The crazy thing is, like, <laughs> the game almost does not matter. Yeah. Like, considering the playoffs-wise, like, the game does not matter. Yeah. So, now, going into our Final Four for me, if it ends up being Georgia versus Iowa State and Clemson versus Alabama, then I think that it's the final two will end up being Georgia versus probably Clemson again, which would be crazy. I'm tired of these possible rematches, man. Last know, season was the same Notre thing. Dame and yeah, dude. But I think ultimately, with all of our starters in after a whole season, getting Pickens back after the ACL tear, and you know, finally having you know just a healthy team because we've had so many injuries happen in spring training. I think that ultimately Georgia will take take the take the cup there, but. I mean, it could go down either way. I mean, I, I don't really, I, I don't know how much to go into that. I mean, Clemson versus Alabama, yeah, that's going to be a good matchup. But again, I think Clemson's defense is too strong for the Alabama's offense. Uh, and Oklahoma versus Georgia, really? Oklahoma hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm sorry, but I will forever hold that against y'all until you win a playoff game. Uh, until then, y'all are never going to be predicted to win a playoff game. Yeah, and Oklahoma's defense couldn't stand up to JT Daniels on the offense, and their defense... George Pickens will be healthy by then. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, yeah, it's not going to happen. If Oklahoma ends up playing Georgia in the playoffs, there's no way Oklahoma wins that. Yeah. But uh, next topic, since that one kind of flew by quickly, uh, our Heisman prediction. You first. <laughs> Me first? Oh, mine's going to throw you off. Do it, dude. Um. So, although I love DJ... And I love my Clemson team. Um, this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, but I got Matt Corral winning Heisman. I can definitely agree with that, and I can definitely see that. That dude is insane. He did insane things last year. As long as he doesn't this. throw as many interceptions. Yes. <laughs> but his leadership on the team and under Lane Kiffin, I mean, dude's great. He's got a great character, like great all-around you know, prowess, I and mean, great player, too. I mean, yeah, if there's anybody that could be an MVP, it's definitely Matt Corral. Yeah, he's the spinning image of what a Heisman's supposed to be. Yeah. Nowadays, it's popularity, but he's the spinning image of what it should be. The other quarterback that I could see getting it, or just the other player, because I mean, mine's a quarterback, and I know this, again, is going to sound super biased, but I, I think JT Daniels can win it. He's, he has also got a great prowess around him. He's got a great attitude. And, I mean, he's just a great player overall. I mean, and he took over Georgia really, really, really well. I mean, he really vibes with all the guys, and he came in from USC. He's a redshirt, or, yeah, redshirt sophomore coming into his junior year. Like, I think that he is going to do a great job this year, hopefully. <laughs> now, here's the only problem and I think with he that. could I think he could pull it. But, yeah, what's the problem with it? So, that's another award that the Clemson and Georgia game kind of screws up. If JT Daniels loses uh, the Clemson-Georgia game. If it's his fault. Well, not even if it's his fault, you know, because a lot of the Heisman is like the team loses. Uh, it's always the quarterback's fault for some reason. Yeah. But, I mean, if JT Daniels – if Georgia loses Clemson, I feel like DJ will hop over JT Daniels. 
but eventually Matt Corral will come over. But I guess I just kind of gave him my top three. It's yeah. Matt, DJ, JT. Definitely. But I, it all depends on that game. Like if Clemson loses, DJ's third. But if, you know, yeah. so I, I don't see anybody else that can push that. I mean, unless no. unless the committee really wants to push the Alabama quarterback yeah, or, or an Alabama running back or something. But yeah. like. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, another thing that I don't normally see, but we're going to talk about a little bit, the game of the week is actually going to be Nebraska versus Illinois. And this is this is new territory for us because we're usually talking about ranked teams when we get into this game of the week. But yeah, this game is going to be Nebraska versus Illinois. This is this is an, two unranked teams playing each other, still in the FBS, right? And we have a lot. We have four games this week that we chose from, but we thought that this one would be the most interesting: Nebraska versus Illinois. Now, Illinois did finish off last season pretty strong. Not the best, not the worst. Yeah, uh, Nebraska. Eh, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, like he said, we don't. This is uncharted territory for us. We yeah. don't. We honestly don't even know that much about these teams, except for Nebraska recently having some legal troubles uh yeah, coming with their, out with their coach yeah which is no surprise <laughs> sorry to say it but there's yeah. no surprise to it this is um, another uh, this is another you know big 10 matchup yeah it's gonna it's, be a fun one it's gonna be a fun matchup and i mean big 10 like it's a power five conference uh you know it's gonna be a good game but at the end of the day i think illinois wins it just because i mean nebraska is dealing with drama no team that's dealt with drama like that ends up winning. I mean, Ole Miss being a perfect example of that before they took on Lane Kiffin. So I see Illinois. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I think that Nebraska is going to pull this one out just because the way they played last year, I mean, they played really, really well against Ohio State. And I don't really know much about how they're looking this year. But, I mean, I think that they could probably do pretty well. And I think that, you know, I don't know how much, how many people they lost, how many people they gained, who's still there. But, you know, when I co- when it comes down to Nebraska and Illinois, and like when I'm looking at both teams, mm-hmm. you know, and again, I go with my gut a lot. I got to go with I got to go with Nebraska to win that game. We're going to be talking about our top 25, our preseason top 25. So if you want to hear about that, go head over to our YouTube channel. So starting at the top 12, not just the 10, but the 12. <laughs> this, this is, is where, where we got in trouble. <laughs> did not agree at all. So number 12, we had Texas A&M. Let me let me talk about this. OK, Texas A&M. A lot of people think that they should have been top five, top six, and we were like, "No." <laughs> I have a big play in that, though. Yeah, and I, but I mean, I agreed, and I, and I went after looking at it. You know, I was like, you know, maybe they could be there, but you know, I just, you know, when we looked to shrink the schedule, and you know, they have a good defense, but they don't have a quarterback to lead their team right now. After losing Kellen Mond, they don't have a lot going on at the quarterback position, and I think twelve is right where they end up. Yeah, and uh, another team that you may notice isn't in here is Auburn Auburn and Texas A&M share the same kind of interesting they share the same kind of schedule yeah where if they went out they're a top tier team yeah if they don't you know you screwed the pooch exactly so, and um yeah their quarterback position yeah for so, Texas yeah. A&M and coming <laughs> into number 11 another surprise is Cincinnati a lot of people think they probably should have gone a little bit higher but you know they do have Ritter coming back, and you know they lost to a broken down Georgia in the in the Peach Bowl in the bowl game. We talked about bowl games a lot and yeah. what they mean last year. But 
with Cincinnati, I think it really just comes down to, yeah, they have Ritter. They have a quarterback that can lead their team. You know, they got some good running backs. But how's your defense, right? How is your whole offense looking, right? So when it comes down to that, that's that's really what it comes down to. And, and unfortunately, in, their conference doesn't help them with strength of schedule. No, it doesn't. And that's another reason why they got put so low. And coming in at number 10, another one, dude. This one got the most eat. But this was this is true, though. Ohio State at number 10. And let me. this is why. They are a young team, like we mentioned earlier. They only have C.J. Stroud. I mean, sure, they have Garrett, you know, and Olave, but, I mean, that's that's really it. That's all they have. And so when yeah. you look at it, you know, they, their defense will not be able to stand up as far as they think. I mean, they're still going to be a great team. They're still going to, you know, probably win the Big Ten. Like, don't get me wrong. But when it really comes down to it, I just don't think that they're going to be able to pull it out and, you know, be that high. And I don't think that they should start that high. If they can pull it out and they win out, and, you know, their strength of schedule is not bad. But – when it come when it comes down, and that's why they're number ten. But when it comes down to it, like who they've got starting and who there's on their team, and you know who left, right? I mean, you just don't have a lot of people. And there's also are, yeah. the thought process when we were putting this together. We do not see them having a perfect season where they no. win all their games. We at least see one loss, um, which we'll be talking about next in number nine, Indiana. Indiana. Indiana almost beat Ohio State last year. They, they should have beaten yes. Ohio State last year. That and I think this year's the year. Win. Yeah, I think this year is the year. Uh, I mean, they lost a few people to injury last season, That's which kind of screwed them over. Yeah. They still did finish the season strong with while missing those players, but they have all those players back. They didn't have many losses on the offense, which was incredible. The defense is just getting better, uh, and that's why we think Indiana is number nine because we really think they're going to beat Ohio State this year. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I definitely 100% believe that Indiana is going to get to beat Ohio State this year. And when we get there in week, whatever that is, that's probably going to be our game of the week. I mean, it will probably honestly be – what will happen is probably Ohio State wins regular season – Indiana wins conference game. I or agree. Indiana, Anna, yeah. Indiana wins both. Yeah, and so now coming into eight, this is uh, this is we, this wasn't too far this off. This was probably one of the most perfect picks that we had. North yeah. Carolina at number eight, old UNC. Uh Sam Howe. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, they got a lot of people coming back, and I mean, <laughs> he's a great leader, bad. and you know, uh, um, you know, Mac Brown, he's a great coach, and he's doing a lot of good things out there. So, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to come in, and they're going to do some great stuff, but. Number seven. This was another one that people were like, I don't know what you're thinking. But, yeah, we had Texas at number seven. I mean, North, first of all, North Carolina's spring game wasn't all too impressive, but you could tell they got the job done. Yeah. Now, Texas, on the other hand, was fun to watch. Like there, It was fire, dude. It, you could not look away. Like, it was just so much fun to watch. Uh, I mean, the offense was moving. The oh, defense yeah. was incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the second-team defense was putting in work. And second and third team defense was putting in work, and you know they were just really freaking awesome to watch. Oh, big time. Um, so that's why we got them at seven. Uh, number six, we got Oregon. And this was a big one that people were like, "Again, what are you thinking?" But we also weren't too far off from what no. the AP was uh, uh, predicting. I think uh, if I remember, number correct, eleven. They're number eleven. So number like 11. we weren't too far off. Like top twelve. Okay, they don't think it's top ten. I don't understand that. Whatever. Their offense is always great. Their defense is just getting better. Yeah, and that's um, what really pushes us over the edge with strength of schedule, and that defense is looking mighty fine. Yeah, they have one of the top cornerbacks in the league right now. So, uh, number five, Iowa State. <laughs> this is just a team we're just in love with. Yeah. With Brees Hall. Brees Hall, yeah. Oh, dude. my gosh. And Brees Hall defense. is just incredible. And one and of the, the best defenses. defenses. Yeah, one of the oh. best defenses in the Big 12. 
I mean, really. I mean, it is the best defense in the Big 12, unless Texas outshines them this season. Or, I mean, I've also heard Oklahoma has a good defense this season coming into it, but we'll see. We'll see. They don't. Uh, (laughs) Alabama, number four. Uh, We were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. We got them number four. A lot of people thought they should have been number one, but. And that's a lot of people base that on, on, you know, bias and on um, history. Like somebody commented and said, like, you know, like, oh, like they've, you know, they've beat this team like plenty of times. And like, how are you going to put, you know, because we have, you know, Georgia above Alabama in this, but like, how are you going to put Georgia above Alabama when they've never even beat them? And it's like, well, this is not based on past. This is based on what we think is going to happen this season. And another thing (laughs) I heard, uh, which is what the preseason should be based on. Yeah. And another thing I heard from another podcast was, um, until somebody takes them down, don't take them off their throne. That makes no sense. Not at all. We're predicting what is going to happen and what we foresee is going to happen. Their throne is going to be taken down. Uh, I can't promise you whether that's going to be quickly or not, but... It's just the cycle. It's how it works. It really is. And that's, like I said, is how we work. Uh, number three, Oklahoma. I mean, this is just based off of their offense. Spencer yeah. Rattler. Spencer Rattler's a great And Marvin Mims. And he's gotten a lot of experience at the starting quarterback position and i think he's going to do even better than he did last year but their defense is what could possibly screw them over and i agree and again they're winless in the playoffs so here we go number two we have georgia this is a big thing for us because at number one that means we have clemson and so what we were thinking was right if you put clemson any lower than number one and they lose to georgia they're going to fall out of the top four and we didn't think that that was fair because you know, these are two top four teams starting off at the beginning of the, of the season. Yeah. With Georgia, if you start them, you know, at number two and they lose, they'll drop to number four. So yeah. it's kind of a safety net for both teams because this is, you know, like we kind of said, like, like it's not an unfair situation, but it's just kind of the cards we got dealt. But these are two top four teams playing each other first game of the season. These are two it, teams it, who are going to be in the playoffs. It would be different if they were going to be playing later on down the road in the season, you know, mm-hmm. like sixth, seventh, eighth game. But this is the first game, yeah. right? This is the first game of the season. And yeah. so with that coming down to it, that's that's really what we had. It's kind of like a safety net, if you will. Yeah, and we didn't like it, but also it kind of worked out in our favor. I mean, but again, we're not gurus or anything. We don't know it all. We're not saying we know it all. This yeah. is what we foresee. So in future reference with our top 25s, we would like not to get heat. If you're a listener, we would like not to get heat. Yeah. If you're somebody new coming in, first of all, welcome. But just for future reference now, please don't hate us or anything like that. We're just going off of what we see. And our opinions. Form. And that's all this is, is an opinion. Yeah, because that's all you can make preseason out of. Now, as we go through the actual season, our our top 25 is going to be a lot better. And it's going to be a lot easier because we can actually base it on win top, or win loss records and, you know, how about how many points did they win by and yardage with running. Performance, and, yeah. yeah it's just, that's what we can base it on. That's why this is so hard. But, you know, our pledge to you, our promise, is to be as unbiased in our top 25 and our preseason top 25 as possible. And I will say our, our, one in, our number one and number two Clemson Georgia picks are a little bit biased. And, you know, they kind of were there to benefit, you know, our teams. But when it comes down to our top 25 and our weekly top 25, that we promise to you that we are going to do our best to be fair and balanced. Hashtag Fox News. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's I wouldn't even say it's bias. It's just we know that these two teams are going to be top four yeah. teams. At the end of the day, they're going to be top four teams. And we got them one and two because, you know, 
first of all, whoever wins this game and wins out, they're number one. Definitely. I agree. So the only problem is that number two team. Yeah. That's the only thing that kind of shows bias. But the current AP <laughs> rankings kind of tells Super our biased. rankings that we're biased. But when you really look at it, it's just a popularity contest with the actual AP rankings. So we try to keep that out. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that about wraps up our podcast. So we just want to remind you guys that Romans 5.8 says that that God showed his love for us and that while we were still sinners, he sent his only son to die for us. While we were still the enemies of God, he sent his only son to die for us. And we want you to know that you can have that freedom in Christ as well. We're praying for all of our listeners and we're praying over this podcast that you would find it well and peace be with you. And always remember... No matter what team you pull for, as long as you're on God's team, you're always on the winning team. Amen. So we will see you next week in our episode two, the biggest game of the year, Clemson versus Georgia. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Later. Later.